Sure. Uh, I hope it's a good one. I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but if it's not, I mean, it was, it was only the last Sunday. God bless you. Would you stand? And we're going to honor the man of God as he comes to preach the word. And then we're going to take up communion after the service. Lord bless you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. There are fewer things in life that I'm aware of that is more terrifying than public speaking, right? Um, I am no stranger <clears throat> to public speaking, but I'm a little rusty, and so I found I needed a little bit of water to help there. Well, praise the Lord. Uh, God bless you. You may be seated. Um, I struggled with a title for this message. Um, and in fact, as I wrestled back and forth in my basement asking God, what do I say? What do I, what do I talk about? And how do I say it? And a whole bunch of things going through the mind and, and I got really restless and it's eventually I said, just stop, just stop, write it down, deliver it. Okay. And, um, the title I have is a call to remember. But it's also a call to observe. Um, there's a passage of scripture where it says, redeeming the time for the days are evil. And redeeming there certainly means to make use of, use of the time that you have because the days are evil. But for some reason in my spirit, even from a young man, that redeeming seemed to come across to me as observing the times for the days are evil. I have lots of scriptures to read from, and I think I'll start there. Let's start with the scriptures. Revelation 13, verse 8. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose name is not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Very sobering words. And all that dwell upon the earth. The earth is a big place. And Daniel 11.33 says, And they that understand among the people shall instruct many. Yet they shall fall by the sword, and by flame, by captivity, and by spoil many days. 35 goes on to say, And some of them of understanding shall fall to try them and to purge and to make them white even to the time of the end because it is yet for a time appointed. It is the end of 2023 and time marches on and in a few hours, we'll be in a new year, 2024. And 
it is customary for people to make resolutions. <clears throat> I had one last year was to lose 50 pounds, and so I'm going to try again this year. <laughs> because <laughs> I, <laughs> I, uh, I didn't do so well first year. After six months, it kind of got kind of rough. Uh, and I, I don't think that diet is going to work for me, so I'll have to modify it and try again this year. But it, but it is common to make resolutions to go into a new year with excitement. Like, what does 2024 hold for us? What will it bring? I don't know. I don't know what it will bring. But 2020 completely caught me off guard. 2021 was a downright scary year. And I'm not sure if everybody observed this. And today, today I just want to share my observation as I prepare to go into this new year. There are some things that come back to my mind and there are things that are at the forefront of my mind that I'm looking out for because the Bible, the, rather the things that happened you know, three years, two years ago, had a striking resemblance to things that were prophesied in Scripture. Interestingly, <laughs> uh, I have here, and they were troubling, and they, I'm still troubled. You know, many Sundays I get up here and I greet the church and I, I smile, but I am troubled inside with what I see happening in our world today. And so, you know, Jesus said to his disciples in Matthew 24, 6, that there shall be wars and rumors of wars. And then he said this very interesting thing. Uh, who is handling the... NSD, can we get Matthew 24, 6 up there? He said this very interesting thing. See that ye be not troubled. What? Well, I, I was very troubled. <laughs> I was very troubled. Um during this time. And I believe the troubling events of 2022 through 20, sorry, 2020 through 2022, uh, there's still things that happened in 2023 to a lesser degree. You know, lockdowns, there were some medical mandates, etc., cetera, uh, cancellations, a whole lot of things, folks, that may have gone unnoticed by some, but not by all. And so, I think it's crucial that we remember, we look back at some of those things, and also look forward, right, in view and in light of, of Scripture. I believe, I believe that period, 2020 through 2023, was a trial run. It didn't seem like that at first. It totally knocked the wind out of my sail. Uh, I was flabbergasted. You know, folks had called me being a prophecy student, saying, what does this mean? What is this? Where is this, is this in Scripture? Is COVID mentioned in Scripture? And I said, I, I can't find anything. The closest thing I could find was in Matthew 24, when the Lord says there will be pestilences and earthquakes. And I said, is this it? Is this the pestilence and earthquakes? As the time drew on, I, I gave God thanks for that trial run. It was a test. I didn't do so well on it, but now I think my muscles have been exercised and my faith is, is growing a little bit. And, you know, again, this is encouragement for Bible reading because I want to talk about 
some guys who are, who are my heroes in scripture. The book of Daniel. Daniel is one of my heroes. Uh, he wasn't mentioned much in this chapter. Daniel chapter 3. Daniel chapter 3 focuses on three Hebrew boys, and I only know them, or I primarily know them by their, by their Babylonian names, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Uh, these guys were exiled with, with Daniel into Babylon. And in the previous chapter, chapter 2, the king had a dream that he couldn't remember and he was going to slay all the soothsayers and the magicians of which Daniel and his team were a part. And through fasting and prayer, God revealed to them the dream. And, Dan, and, and, and Nebuchadnezzar was told that he was this head of gold and the rest of the statue and so on and so on. And yet here in Daniel chapter 3, not sure how much time had passed, Nebuchadnezzar, it says, made an image of gold whose height was three cubits. That's about 90 feet if you convert it and the breadth thereof, six cubit. And he set it up in the plain of Dura, in the province of Babylon. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king sent to gather together the princes and the governors, and the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriff, and all the rulers of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. I'm drawing some parallels here with the story and recent events, and events to come. Then the princes, the governor, the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriff, and all the rulers of the provinces were gathered together onto the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up, and they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Note those words, image. Then a herald cried aloud to you, it is commanded, O people, nations, and languages. Those are key words here. People, nations, and languages. Nebuchadnezzar was a world leader. He was, a, he was the head of the known world at that time. He commanded peoples, nations, and languages. That at what time you hear the sound of the coronet, the flute, Bahar, Sackbut, Psaltery, Dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth shall the same hour be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. Therefore, at that time, when all the people heard the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, sackbut, psaltery, and all kinds of music, all the people, the nations, and the languages fell down and worshipped the golden image Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. All the people, the nations, and the languages fell down and worship this image. Wherefore at the time, wherefore at that time certain Chaldeans came near and accused 
the Jews. Okay, so I guess it was not all people that really bowed down. Then spake and said the king Nebuchadnezzar, or they spake and said to the king Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. Thou, O king, hast made a decree that every man shall hear this at the sound of the cornet, flute, etc., etc., and all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoso falleth not down, that he should be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. furnace. There are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar in his rage and fury commanded to bring them, these three men, before him. Then they brought them before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true? Is it true that you will not worship my image, or you don't worship my gods, and you will not bow down to my image that I have set up? Now the king, I think because these were good workers, they were good men, and perhaps didn't want to kill them, decided to give them a second chance, as it were. And so he said here, now if ye be ready, that at what time ye hear the sound of the various instruments, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made, then good, you have done well. But if ye worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour, the same moment, into the midst of the fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver thee out of my hand? As I've said, these three Hebrew boys are faith-inducing. They, they encourage me. And, and, and as we read through these stories and remind ourselves, they're there to encourage us. Their response to the king was most profound. Because, folks, I wonder, what would we do in a similar situation? If faced with certain death, when you see the flames raging, can you imagine the pressure? Hey, all you got to do is bow. It takes what? A fraction of a second. We're done. Get it over with. Get on with your life. Don't complicate things. Don't make trouble. Don't stir the pot. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful what? to answer thee in this manner. Okay, when the other guys came, they said, O king, live forever. And acknowledge the king and his greatness, because you know you must, you must, it's good to kiss up to the king. Right? We are not careful to answer you in this regard. I, my mind was blown. You know what chutzpah it takes to say that to the king with his guards there, their swords and shields, and the furnace is over there raging? That kind of faith, that kind of bravery is not born overnight. That is a process, and which is why I'm saying we had a test. That this past, these past years 
was a trial and I, I, a test of sort. That's how I see it. And I didn't do so well with it. And I've been wrestling with it ever since and asking God for strength. I want to be brave. I want to be able to stand when it counts. And only by faith in God's word will we be able to stand. These men knew their God. They knew their God. He says, we are not careful to answer you in this manner. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fire furnace. And he will, whoa, deliver us. I'm like, wow, that is, that is faith. But there's a nuance there. And he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. It could be. Hey, either God deliver me from the furnace or I'm out of here anyways. <laughs> I'm going to heaven. Either way, we're out of your hand, Mr. 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 King. All right? But the boldness to say we will not bow to your false god. We will not bow to your image. I've always thought myself a brave. No, actually, that's not true. But I had been working on it. And when the test came, I didn't do so well. Well, the great things about tests, at least some of them, you can take them again. <laughs> and friends, I'm here to share and to remind us that there is a test coming. And not all of us will have to take this test. Right? God will be merciful and many will go home before that time. Uh, I thought, in, in, in light of the things, when I started studying these things about two decades ago, that I would be there and I'm going to do this, and God, I want to die a martyr for you. And this was, this was, this was, this was my mindset. And then when the test came, I was, I was like a little, what? I was terrified. I was terrified. Do this or you lose your job. You can't travel unless you have this. Where's your passport? We need to see proof that you've done. Bears an eerie resemblance to Nazi Germany, the Gestapo. Your papers, please. And it doesn't matter what side you fall on. Folks, I just want to point out that there are some things that occurred that we might have missed. And as we go forward into a new year, let us not forget what Jesus said in his word. And what the apostles wrote and said will be hereafter. And when we begin to see these signs, in fact, in Matthew 24, 30, Two, he says, I didn't have that one up there. But he, let me give you a parable of the fig tree. When the branches, when it's summer, the branches are, can you find that for me? Um, Matthew 24, 32 through 34. But when there's summer, the branches start to do their thing. And you know that summer is nigh. So we have clues. There are signs. That God is saying, hey, here are some signs. Okay, let me find it for you. Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When its branch is yet tender and put it forth leaves, ye know that it is summer. Ha, huh. 
Remember, folks, we will never know the day or the hour when the Lord shall return. But we will know the season in which he will return. And so the question is, are we in that season? Now, <laughs> the answer is yes. But it doesn't mean God, the Lord is coming back tomorrow. For God, the season is a long time. When John got his prophecy in Revelation, he says the time is at hand. That was you know, several thousand, well, is it a couple thousand years ago? 2,000 years ago. For God, it is at hand. For God is at hand, right? But we must recognize. So if, if we're not the one going through, then let us prepare to our children so that they are armed and know. Because it says, and they that understand among the people shall do what? They shall instruct many. If you don't know, then you can't teach. If you don't know, you won't recognize the signs. To tap someone, hey, Grace, look at that. John, that, that smells. I'm a programmer, and sometimes when I review others' code, or my own, we'll say, oh, that's a code smell, meaning it works, but it's bad code, it's really bad, and should be refactored or changed, okay? But it's a sign that, hey, it's very fragile and could break easily. So it's a, something is off, is what it means. Something is not right here. So these gentlemen say, we're not careful. Oh, I lost my. <laughs> we are not careful, O king, to answer thee in this manner. And I, as I said, that takes, that takes guts. Did they know that God would deliver them from the fiery furnace? No, I don't think so. We never know. One of the most pleasing and, and exciting things for me is when I pray and God says, okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I pray and I'm like, what? I remember I was moping and groping. And I'm mindful of the time. Um, a few years back, um, in my current, well, in my current job, same company, either, not in the same position. And I was like, God, you know, I do this and do that. And, you know, I shouldn't have to ask them for a raise. They, they should see the stuff that I'm doing and, and, and all that stuff. And I, I did this, I don't know, for a few weeks. In the, you know, I'm walking to the car and I'm complaining to God. And then one day, I was working remote, and my boss called me up and says, hey, uh, let's talk salary. I was like, yes. <laughs> I, he just called, I was like, yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Leah. <laughs> right? Let's talk salary. I was like, what? Right? I didn't have to go. He called me. It's like, yeah. So when you pray and God answers, it's great. But sometimes you got to go. And the third time I went to him myself. <laughs> right? <laughs> but it's great. It's exciting when you pray and God answers. So they didn't know if God was going to come through. But they, their minds were made up. And we saw this earlier on in the first chapter when they said, we won't even eat the king's meat. We won't defile ourselves. Right. Fasting is hard, people. Right? Waters and crackers. <laughs> well, not for me. It doesn't go down very well. Uh -huh. 
If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fire furnace, and he will deliver us out of thy hand. So one way or the other we're getting out, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. And I'll just finish the story. I was on a break here. Then Nebuchadnezzar, full of fury, and the form of his visits changed. I mean, where they were, hey, these were my, you know, well, good workers, my, 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 um, they were leaders of provinces, but now they defied me. First, you were heroes. Remember the frontline workers? They were heroes, but then later on, they were then demonized for personal choice. I'm just marking observations. Just an observation. They were first praised, then were, his visage changed. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it wants able or normally want, it says, to be heated. And my logical brain is thinking, well, that may be a good thing. As if I'm going to die, I do want it to be quick. <laughs> because a slow burn is torture. And folks, you know, you think about in yesteryears, and oh God, you know, there's some things that have happened in our world. People being burned at the stake, burned alive. Atrocious, atrocious, atrocious. Anyway, so it was well heated. They threw them in. The guys who threw them in died. And these guys were walking about. So that's the miracle. And that's really not my focus. My focus here is on their bravery because they did not know the outcome. They were cast into the fire. And many of us are going to be cast into the fire. And some of them of understanding shall fall to try them. We're purified by persecution. We're purified by trials. By the sadness of the countenance, the heart is made better. Ecclesiastes. To make them white. Revelation 7 talks about this, this, this innumerable number of folks. John saw these and says, who are these, who are these that are arrayed in fine robe? And the angel said, these are they who have come through great tribulation and have washed their robes and have made them white. And so the Hebrew boys withstood the king and they're my heroes. So what's ahead for 2024? As I've said earlier, I don't know what's precisely ahead for 2024, but I do know what is ahead. And what is ahead, friends, is that a day is coming on this planet where a ruler will arise like unto Nebuchadnezzar. He will be a world ruler. He will rule over nations, languages, and tongues. And if you've been paying attention, you will see that we're, we're very close.
we have institutions that are set up to be world governments. The United Nations, World Health Organization. And they tell us what is good for us, right? They tell us what we should do because they know best and they have our best interest at heart. They want the best for all the people of the earth. I hope you can read in between the lines. I will not spell that out. <laughs> the scripture says that he will seek to change times and laws. And he too will also erect some kind of an image. Right? And asks that all the world, all peoples of the world bow down to it. Now, I don't know what form that will take. Will it be a literal image? We don't know. Let's, let's, uh, let's go to Revelation chapter 13, starting at verse 11. Again, I'm drawing parallels. I'm drawing parallels with Daniel, what is prophesied to come, and what we've seen in yesteryear across the globe. Not just in Canada, not just in the U.S., even in Jamaica, right? Everywhere, everywhere I looked, I was seeing the same symptoms. And it troubled me. Revelation 13, verse 11. And, and you know, talking about bread... And when Sister Stephanie talked about there are some there are some difficult passages in the Bible to understand, but they can be understood, right? And so here, just for reference, I'll give you the map quickly. That here, when the scripture refers to beasts, it's referring to either the leader or the nation, right? The nation, rather, or the leader of the nation. Okay, so the beasts are actually nations, and so in Revelation 13, John saw. These beasts, and actually it was one beast, it was a merged beast, mouth of a lion, body of a bear, you know, heads of leopards and all kind of weird things. And Daniel also saw these very same strange creatures in Daniel 7, but they were separate beasts. But they represent, and it, the scripture tells us what they mean. If we read it slowly and carefully, it says these are nations that will be up on the earth when Christ returns. And there's a Bible study, and we may get into that, and I'll tell you, and you're like, how do we know? Well, yeah. So the lion represented Great Britain, right? There was an animal there. Great Britain had the eagle's wings in Daniel, which represents America, and we can get into that in a Bible study later on. The, the leopard represented Germany. There's a ten-horned beast, which we believe is, the, is, a, is a union of the European nations somehow. There are 25 now, but we believe it's going to come down to a lower number. But with the beasts in Revelation 13 are all, they're amalgamated. They're joined together. It's one beast. We are a global community. Something happens in Russia today, and I'll hear it when I go home in the news. You know, I've always wondered when the scripture says, and all I shall see him as when Christ returned. I'm like, how is that possible? How is that possible? I can't see something that's happening in Russia. 
How will all the eyes see him? Well, CNN. Yeah. <laughs> CNN, ABC, and all these. Yeah, that's how we will we'll all see it. Verse 11 says, I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, but he spake as a dragon. And this one is a tough one, and I won't get into it today. <laughs> but this beast is a spiritual leader that shall accompany the Antichrist. Right? This world leader, Nebuchadnezzar's counterpart, in modern day, we call, we know him as the Antichrist. And I'm, I'm sure everybody knows about the mark of the beast, 666. Well, this is a chapter that speaks of these things. But again, I'm drawing parallels with what's happened with Daniel, what has happened or is happening in our world. And if you're not careful, you will miss it. He spake as a dragon, and he exercised all the power of the first beast before him, and caused the earth and them that dwell therein to worship. Nebuchadnezzar did the same thing. He made an image and says, all nations, languages, and tongues must worship this image. Or otherwise, you pay the ultimate price. Whose deadly wound was healed. And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast. Saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and live, did live. And I'm not sure what form this will take. Because it is hard for me to envision today folks erecting a literal image. But who knows? Who knows? With AI technology and the crazy stuff that's going on and AI generating images that are so realistic, I have to look twice. I'm like, is that a real person? And then I see a little weirdness with the mouth and I'm like, ah, it's generated. But he deceiveth, note those words, deceive, deceive, deception shall abound. And I'll come back to this, because in Matthew 24, when Jesus is saying, do you see all these things? They were praising the, the temple at the time, and Jesus said, it's all coming down. And then they said, oh Lord, okay, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming, and of the end of the age, or the end of the world? But it wasn't the end of the world. There is yet a thousand years of history yet to unfold on earth. So climate change, global warming, not happening anytime soon. Not according to scripture, okay? <laughs> right? So he says, first thing that Jesus said was, take heed that no man deceive you. Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying I am, okay, let me, I'm jumping ahead of myself. Verse 15, and he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, whatever that means, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. Fiery furnace? No, not this time. Perhaps, 
Again, Daniel 11 says, or 11.33 says, some will fall by the sword, by flame, by captivity, by spoil. Many days. There are passages of scripture. Revelation 20, <clears throat> specifically. It says, I saw the souls of those who were beheaded. Can't think of a more grossly, well, maybe I can. But a horrible way, I think, to, to die. But if you will not worship the image of the beast, you will be killed. Nebuchadnezzar said, unless you worship my golden image, you will be killed. And he caused it all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark. When the U.S. and the other NATO countries want to put pressure on nations, how do they do it? Economic sanctions. We're going to cut off your funds. Iran, we're holding your money. Saudi Arabia, well, no, they don't do that with Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Saudi Arabia is too powerful, right? But other countries who they can control, they cut off their finances. Now, thankfully, we were still allowed to go into stores and shop. Uh, I was never a drinker. I didn't go to the bars, so I didn't have to show any papers to go there. I, I'm a boring person, so travel was not an issue for me, so did not affect me, really. But I just didn't like the idea of being told that I have to do this in order to. And even if I did it, that's my own business. But don't tell me that I have to do it to get this. That's exerting control over me. I must choose. You know, what was interesting, and what we see today, is my body, my choice, my body, my choice. I watched some silly woman on YouTube saying to the poor helpless child, you know, I made you here, I, I brought you here, I could have killed you. I'm like, oh my God. And social media, ugh, what a cesspool. TikTok and all, I'm like, who are these crazy people? All these things that they're putting up and saying. It has gotten out of control and it's just getting worse and worse. But my body, my choice. I can kill that baby if I want to. So I was watching a video where a young man says, oh, my body, my choice. What if I don't want to take this medical procedure? Well, well, no, well, it, it doesn't work that way. You know, you, you have to do this because And in fact, initially it says, hey, hey, we have a cure. Great, yes. I was, I was rejoicing, a little skeptical because of the time frame. But hey, this was good. This was good. And I had my coworkers telling me, well, you know, my friend says, you know, you need to take some vitamin D because, you know, you might have some reaction. And so, yeah, I'm getting all vitamin D'd up and everything, ready to go. Right? Because we're a little skeptical just because of the timing, because it normally takes some time to make this particular thing. Vaccines normally take a few years. 
to produce, but when you come up with one in six months, like, all right, well, technology is advancing, so maybe. You know, you give them the credit, you give them the benefit of doubt. I was naive. I trusted. When they, when they cried climate change, the ozone layer is depleted. If science says it, I believe it. That was, that was me. If it was written in a book, I believed it. A high school buddy of mine, I just said, wake up. <laughs> Don't be so gullible. If it was written, I believed it. If it said nonfiction, yep. I'll quote it back to you as gospel, because it is written. And people are always honest. And governments are always honest. And governments are not susceptible to deception. They can't be deceived, and they don't deceive. Well, there's only one person I know is that is impervious to deception, and that's God. So if you did not worship this image, and this is future, this is yet future, you will be killed. Now will you, like the Hebrew boys, be able to say, we're not careful to answer you in this regard, Mr. Antichrist, whatever your name is. He's not yet revealed. I don't know who he is. I have my suspicions based on scripture. Will, will, will we say that? Will you say no? No. If you don't have the mark, you cannot buy. I, I don't sell anything. I'm a consumer. But it says buy or sell. So they got me everywhere. I can't buy except I have the mark. Where is your passport? You can't do this unless I'm drawing parallels for us to examine for ourselves. Is that good? Are you, were you okay with that? I wasn't, and I'm not telling you how to be. My job is, as one of their understanding, to proclaim. Do with the information what you will. But it was suspect. There was a smell there. It was too close to what scripture prophesies. And there were many saying that this is the market, and I, I knew it wasn't. But it was so close, it was scary. And folks, if we don't know how to discern what is really the mark of the beast from what isn't, and that no man might buy or sell save he that had the mark or the name of the beast. Oh, that is crucial. I oftentimes overlook that. So there's a mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast. For his number is that of a man and his number is 666 or three scores and 606.
from a child, I've been terrified of that number. <clears throat> I had a phone number that was almost close to it. And in fact, <laughs> my doctor had the, in the exchange section, 905-666. And it's, it's just in your face. It's just like, yeah, I would change that number. I just, <laughs> I just wouldn't. <laughs> but we don't have to be scared of 666 in the phone number, okay? Well, we need to understand that the scripture is referring to a man. And what does this 666 mean? Not exactly sure. Not exactly sure. And, okay. But in a Bible study, we can get into some, some of these things because there are some theories. But how would we recognize? How would we be able to differentiate that what transpired in 2020, 2021, 2022 was not the mark of the beast. How could I, how I was able to tell, I said no, it, it wasn't. Because there are some things that have to line up. Scripture makes it clear that the man of sin must be revealed. We will know who this Antichrist is, at least the church will know, before the day of the Lord comes. Christ will not return before the man of sin is revealed. Right? So just like in Nebuchadnezzar's days or in Daniel's days, we, we will see the establishment, an official establishment of a one world government leader, some leader. And I know there are people working behind the scenes today. And many say, Bill Gates is the Antichrist. No, but he's close. <laughs> I thought that guy was a good guy. I remember praying for that fellow. And I thought he gave his money to, to charity watching a Netflix documentary, and, and I was like, oh, God, bless this man. You know, it's so good he's giving away his money. He's, he's not. He's not giving away his money at all. He gives his money to things that brings the money back to him, and he enriches himself. He invests in medical and pharmaceutical companies. He invests in vaccines. And if you watch TED Talks, he talks about vaccines all the time, and he also talks about reducing population, right? And, you know... Yes, I know many will say conspiracy theory. Well, sure, but then when I see and I line up with the word, okay, then I'll think again, right? I'll think twice. And that maybe there is something there. Yeah, so Bill Gates is not a nice man. But the Lord says we should pray for our enemies. And oh my God, this is where, <laughs> you know, bless them that curse you. Do good to them that despitefully use you. And I said to God, that was hard. That was hard. He has to work on me with that one because I'm mad. <laughs> I'm mad. So we'll recognize the clues. There will be a one-world government. So until a one-world government is fully established, anything that they come with will not be the mark of the beast. But folks, we are marching towards. And let us not make their lives easier. Folks, we're, we're practically cashless today. I really have cash. I tap. I know I tap. You don't have to go through the trouble of entering the pin. You just tap, tap. And it's getting easier. I see folks come with their phones. Tap is as far as I go. <laughs> Not happening with the phone. Right? But talk about, I don't know what, you remember when John sees into the future, 2,000 years ago, 
How is John going to describe a smartphone? And I'm not saying a smartphone is, is a thing. But how would he describe that? How would he describe a helicopter? How would he describe an airplane, an automobile? These are strange horseless carriages to him, and he's going to describe them with old terms. Right? I didn't see cell phone anywhere in, in the Bible. Right? You know, I saw, I saw a video of, of Amazon making some stores. And folks walk in, they pick up stuff off the shelf, and they walk out. There is no cashier. Because computer systems are looking at what, and there's a chip, and folks have chipped themselves. And interestingly enough, they said something profound. We get the best reception when it's inserted in the right hand. Right here. A chip the size of a rice grain. And people are boasting that today. But they're clueless. They're clueless. And so they walk into their store and look at, look at what I can do. I, I just swipe. Right? And I pay for my goods. Slavery. We're enslaving ourselves. You know, I don't know if you know, well, we should all know the story about the Trojan horse. Where these folks fighting battle and the opposing team left them a gift. Say, hey, because we could not penetrate the wall. So we'll give them a thing laden with gold, or with some wooden thing. But anyway, the soldiers were inside. And we brought the enemy in. We bring the horse into our gates. They could not penetrate. So they tricked us, they deceived us into bringing in the horse behind the gates and we close it. And at night when everybody was sleeping, the soldiers descend out of the horse and capture the city. That's the story of the Trojan horse. So you hear about Trojan and virus, yeah, you invited, click on this link. Because it can't get there unless you initiate it. And so, oh yeah, sign me up, I'll take, I'll take a chip. I'll take a chip. Because, hey, you want to seem cool. That stuff is scary. That stuff, I'm like, what? No. And something to note, folks, and again, in a Bible study, we'll go into this deeper. If you take the mark of the beast, you are assured eternal damnation. There is no repentance. There is no forgiveness. You are damned if you take the mark of the beast. So it is vital. There's no messing around here. We got to know. And we got to have our eyes peeled and be on the lookout and like, what is this? When this new thing, what is this? Let's not be the first to sign up. So I said initially, earlier, that we're pretty, pretty much, we're, we're, we're a digital society. Yet, I've been seeing ads, and not just in Canada. Again, these things seem to, I'm like, how is it that everywhere in the world, these similar things are happening? Now, mathematically speaking, the odds are not happening. You'd probably win the lottery before that happened. But all these nations are doing the same thing. And so I see an ad where some bank official, suit and tie, looking all respectable, glasses, and says, oh, we're coming with a new product. Central Bank Digital Currencies, CBDC. Yeah, Central Bank Digital Currency. 
And it, it will be better than cash. It will be better than, I mean, I don't use cash today, so why do we need something different? Well, there is a difference. This one, they can program. This one, they can restrict. Well, um, you should only shop in Pickering and surrounding areas. Drive down to Scarborough and try to use your CBDC, and the system will say, sorry, you're out of zone. Or you have until such time to use all the money in your bank account. Otherwise, it will expire. Programmable money. That's what CBDC is. And in fact, they're going to do the little Trojan thing and deceive us. Because if you convert your current money to CBDC, we'll give you an extra. It's like when uh, my bank says, hey, if you invite so-and-so, we'll give you $25. $25 is not going to change my life. Right? <laughs> but they're going to give you some incentive to, oh, do this, yeah, do convert now, and you get X, Y, and Z. The message is, folks, be observant. I've always wondered as a kid, how will, how will these things come about? How do we go from here to a place where we're forced to take a mark and, hey, we go along with it? Well, rewind to 2020 through 2022, and there was this significant event that happened, and a whole bunch of people willingly did it. And some, of course, by coercion. Some were forced against their will. They did it anyway. But most willingly went along. And I was in lockstep. <laughs> I was there going along. And something hit me and said, hey, check this out. Check this out. Why is Bill Gates saying we can't give uh, India the formula to make the solution? Isn't the world in trouble? Don't we want to stop this thing? Don't we have two weeks to flatten the curve? We want to save everybody, right? Uh, well, no. There's money involved. And that stopped me. That, that stopped me. My, I'm like, what? So this is not about saving the planet? This is not about helping people? It's about money? And so I'm still angry. I am outraged. I'm outraged. Because I was deceived. I was deceived. I thought we wanted to save everybody. So why wouldn't you give the formula to your brother over there or your sister? What do you need money for? If this thing is so dangerous that it's going to wipe out the planet, then let's just give it away. Nope. There are billions to be made. Okay. I'll wind down. <laughs> Jesus spoke about deception. Matthew 24, 3 to 5. And I had already made reference to that. There's some strange things happening in the world, folks. You know, many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Many people are being deceived. And in many, I'm going to use the word churches loosely. T.D. Jakes. Billy Graham. And many other of these televangelists. 
their pockets have grown so much. You know, the Bible talk about the deceitfulness of riches. So when T.D. Jakes in an interview is asked, is there only one path to God? Is Jesus the only way? Billy Graham, before his death, before he died, in an interview on some television, was asked to say, well, um, I believe um, uh, there are multiple paths to God. And T.G. Jakes say, there are multiple paths to God. Okay, well, Acts 12. So there is no other name under heaven. So that's the earth. <laughs> Given among men, whereby we must be saved. Jesus is the only way. He is the only way. If you come in any other way, he says you're a thief and a robber. I am the door. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You want to see God? You must come to Jesus. My opening scripture is a scary one. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the Lamb's book of life. Your name can be written there. Your name can be written there. Jesus said, if it were possible, the very elect would be deceived. And I'm glad he said, if it were. So it's not possible. <laughs> the elect will not be deceived. Climate change. We have X days to save the planet. Al Gore and his inconvenient truth. I think we have until 2012. That didn't come, but he's still preaching. And people are still buying. And Greta Thunberg, how dare you? you know, we, we, we got five years to act. And with every one of these prophecies, these were being made before I was born. And the dates have come and gone then why are people, I mean, if you tell me it's going to rain <laughs> tomorrow at 5 p.m. and it doesn't rain, then I'll call you a fraud. And we pay them, they're called weathermen, okay? <laughs> we call you, it's the only job you can do where you don't have to be accurate, okay? So, <laughs> so when, when, when I'm going out and my wife says, they say it's going to rain, I'm like, okay, that's good. God controls the way. It's going to snow? Okay, so let it snow. It may snow, but I'm not going based on what the weatherman says. And so when he tells me a hundred years from now, the planet is going to be this. And folks, you know, it's important that we as believers understand that these are men who are supposed, supposedly wise, who embraces evolutionary thinking, right? That animals, that we came from some soup and evolved. And so we need to, ex no, God is in control. God is in control. We need not fear this. There is, as I've said, yet a thousand years. 
when Jesus reigns upon the earth, there will be peace for a thousand years. So we've got, we, the earth will abide. The Lord says it after the flood. Summer and winter, and I have to paraphrase this one because I don't But these things will not cease. It is important. We build our foundations on the word of God. Again, Bible reading enriches everything. We've got to know what the scripture says. So when we hear things on the news, I'm like, hmm. Evolutionary thinking. Renewable energy. Buy an electric car. But when it gets too cold, watch out. It's, it's, folks, it's like our world is, is it's flipped on its head. It's like sanity has gone out the window. Buy an electric car if you like an electric car and drive it in the summer. But Canada, California, and many nations are planning to phase out gas-powered vehicle by 2030. It's insanity. It's insanity. You're like, what is going on? The message is, pay attention. Men can't become women. Women can't become men. The world is turned upside down. There are all these crazy things that have been perpetrated or, or, or spread on, 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 in mainstream media, on, on social media, and the such like, which makes no sense. But everybody, like a zombie, is going along. And I don't mean literally everybody, but most. And we have to make sure that we're not following in the same vein. None of these things, they're all deceptions. It's interesting that they'll tell you that a man can become a woman, and yet you ask them, what is a woman? There's a documentary, a guy called Matt Walsh from Daily Wire made a documentary, What is a Woman? And nobody could give him the definition of a woman. Adult, human, female. Somebody turned to him and says, oh, you're a biologist? Because only biologists know what a woman is. It's just so ridiculous. And so we have men going into women prisons and getting them pregnant. Men competing in girls' sports. I, I saw a news article which just enrages me. A grown man, 30-year-old, on some tweens, girls' um, uh, team, some sport team. And we allow that in Canada. And parents are there and somebody's like, do you? And everybody, I don't know if it's virtue signal, but we're afraid to speak up. You're not doing that with my daughters. Right? I will punch somebody. Men going into female bathrooms, right where little girls are. Are you kidding me? Insanity. So this is how we get to, because we're destroying the fabric of our foundations. Jesus said there'll be war and rumors of wars. World War I, World War II. We think there will be a World War III. Hamas. Hezbollah, Israel, Ukraine, Russia. But he says this profound thing, see that ye be not troubled. And I'm saying, Lord, help me, because I am troubled. I am deeply troubled. He says these things need, must be. They need, must, they have to come to pass. For that determined, 
must. They must be. And so I am using and I keep reciting these words to myself and saying, God, help me to encourage my heart to stand like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and say, no, I don't know how we're going to survive if I can't buy or sell. I've become so dependent on technology that I'd be, I don't go camping because my computer's coming with me, right? My phone's coming. <laughs> I'd be lost without the internet. We had a power outage, well, maybe four hours. It was torture. It was, <laughs> it was torture. Uh, all right. Uh, Trust the science. These are just some of the things I'm just going to ramble on. You know, truth is now subjective. Your truth may not be my truth, okay? Because truth is no longer absolute. Yeah? Trust the science, yet we change the definition of things to suit the new science. Right? Appalling. Folks, don't miss these things. When the medical procedure went from, I think, I don't know if it was ever 99, but maybe 97% effective, then it was 87, then 67, and I think down to 37%. We had to change the definition of a vaccine. Because I've been vaccinated, and I only took them things once. Right? I didn't need boosters. So when something smells, a cold smell or something, something is wrong. Think about it. Something is wrong. Right? And let's not just go along just to get along. Something is wrong. And may God open our eyes and help us to see. Fox News, CNN, CB CBC. Take what they say with several grains of salt. They are not honest. I, I, until I saw it myself, I, I, I didn't believe it. I trust the news. I was glued to my television for a whole year. Eating up every word that they're saying. Oh, the numbers are, the cases are rising. Cases, cases. Yeah. Wiping down cardboard boxes like crazy. All now to find out that's just utter nonsense. Wearing a mask in my car, well, I start, I'm like, okay, this is crazy. I'm the only one in the car. I'm not masking. Okay? <laughs> right? But you see how they, they have you, 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 you don't think for yourself anymore. You're just going along because the overlords or those that are in power, those who are the science, tell us how to behave. And so we just, we just go along. No church, not us. You know, I saw, I saw this picture, and I don't know how authentic it was. But back in the days when Hitler was, was ruling Germany, and all the folks, a sea of soldiers, Hail Hitler! And their hands all stretched out. One guy was like this. And I was like, whoa, that's a Shadrach there, or a Meshach. His hand wasn't like this. I think he saw and recognized that this man is dangerous. And so we rile up the masses, and then we go and murder millions of people. You gas the Jews, and you kill indiscriminately. Humans doing this to other human beings. And don't think it can't happen. It has happened again. And they say, oh, let us never forget. And yet all our charter rights were violated during COVID. They were. 
The prime minister himself said, oh, we know we're violating their rights, but... And even the judges of the federal courts who should be defending the Constitution are swayed by partisan, whichever side they belong to. Let us stand. What does 2024 hold for us? I don't know, but I'm going in with eyes wide open. I'm going in asking God to give me the spirit of discernment. I'm going in asking God to make me brave by faith, make me brave like Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, make me brave like Daniel. When Daniel was told not to pray, he said, no. But we'll cast you into a lion's den. He says, go ahead. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. Oh, that my heart was inclined to seek thy face. Oh, that I would stand. I am not taking the mark. I don't know how we're going to survive, but God will reveal that in time. But let us all agree to stand on guard and to watch and to observe. The scripture says, All the earth will worship the beast whose names are not written in the Lamb's book of life. Your name can be written in the Lamb's book of life. Jesus says, All ye that labor and are heavy laden, come unto me and I will give you rest. On the day of Pentecost, the men says, Men and brethren, what shall we do? And the apostle says, Repent. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That is the formula for salvation. It is a free gift. The altars are open. If you'd want to come and ask God to come into your heart. Because we must escape the wrath to come. I'm talking about God's wrath, not man's wrath. Amen.